once again, I'm Matt Donnelly, and this is Viper Bites. As we continue our team-by-team -team preview series, this time we're heading to the Pacific Northwest to talk about the Seattle Seahawks. But before we do, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button, and we appreciate your support. Now let's talk some football here. Let's talk about a Seattle Seahawks team that finished the 2022 season 9-8. and A Seattle Seahawks team that scored 407 points while giving up just 401. That's right, they were on the plus side side of that points differential their passing offense ranked 12th in the league averaging 231.2 yards per contest while their run offense was 18th in the league averaging 119.2 now their passing defense was surrendering 217.7 yards per contest that was 17th in the league while their run defense was allowing 151.9 yards on a per game basis that was 30th in the league that's right the third worst run defense in the entire national football league now seattle they threw the ball more last season than anyone was expecting and more than pete carroll certainly wanted to do there's no one out there that thought that geno smith led offense was going to throw the ball as much as it did after all pete carroll is still the guy that would rather give the ball to chris carson and have him eat rather than let Russell Wilson cook. Now, unfortunately, injuries at that running back position prevented the Seahawks from running the ball as much as they would have liked to. Rashad Penny, he was limited to just five contests. Kenneth Walker, he also missed some time, leaving this backfield in the capable hands of Travis Homer and DJ Dallas. Now, that ain't going to get your run game going. Now, Walker and Dallas, they both return here in 2023, but Seattle, they did use two of their draft picks to select a pair of running backs. First in Zach Charbonnet and second in Kenny McIntosh. Seattle just missed the playoffs last season. But with another season like last year from the comeback player of the year, Geno Smith, Seattle, they should be able to punch their ticket into the postseason. Now the camp battles that we need to pay attention to, rookies versus veterans here in Seattle. That's right, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Zach Charbonnet, how are they going to earn those touches and opportunities while competing with Tyler Lockett and Kenneth Walker throughout camp? Both Charbonnet and Smith and Jigba will play large roles in the Seattle Seahawks offense. Just how big well we'll have to wait and see now looking at this draft the first overall selection that seattle made kind of surprised some people as they went with cornerback devin witherspoon they're out of illinois that's right pick number five they went corner no one saw that coming in fact a lot of people probably expected them to maybe make a play for a quarterback there however that did not happen at pick number 20 the second first round pick that the seattle seahawks had the seahawks went off and selected ohio state wide receiver jackson smith and jigba then in the second round pick number 37 edge defender Derek hall followed by zach charbonnet who was pick number 52 in the fourth round, pick 158, defensive lineman Cameron Young was selected. And then the fifth round, another edge defender there in Mike Morris. Sixth round, pick 198, safety Jarek Reed Jr., followed by seventh round selection. We talked about him, pick number 237, running back Kenny McIntosh out of the University of Georgia. Looking at the Seattle Seahawks offseason, the additions, the subtractions, what is old is new again in Seattle. That's right, Bobby Wagner, he was brought back, as was defensive tackle Jaron Reed. Seattle, they also brought in another defensive tackle there in Draymond Jones, safety Julian Love, guard Evan Brown, and linebacker Devin Bush. Now the losses for the Seattle Seahawks, running back Rashad Penny, defensive tackle Shelby Harris, who came over in that Russell Wilson deal, linebacker Cody Barton, defensive tackle 
Quinton Jefferson, guard Gabe Jackson, running back Travis Homer, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin, guard Kyle Fuller, and defensive tackle Big Al Woods. Now, the best move that the Seattle Seahawks made, it's a toss-up between Bobby Wagner, who returns to Seattle to play next to Jordan Brooks once again after a short stint there in Hollywood, where he had 140 tackles last season. And Draymond Jones there, who had 47 tackles and six and a half sacks for the Broncos last season. Both of these additions will step in day one and improve this Seahawks' 30th-ranked run defense. And that is important after seeing that the Seahawks drafted Devin Witherspoon to play opposite of Pro Bowl cornerback there, Tariq Wollin. Now, the worst move that the Seattle Seahawks made, it's not necessarily a bad move. It's just tough for me to see. And that is Rashad Penny moving on. Now, good for Penny, who goes from one of the worst offensive lines in the National Football League to one of the best offensive lines there in Philadelphia. But it's tough watching Seattle sink a first-round pick into him and not get first round value this move could actually sting if penny could manage to somehow stay healthy and string together a pro bowl type season there in the city of brotherly love when we look at what needs to happen for seattle seattle will need to continue to improve upon that 2023 season after a 7 and 10 season there in 2021 the 9 and 8 2022 season and with all all these improvements across the board i think anything less than a 10 win season would be a disappointment seattle added the pieces in free agency to help this run defense. Their secondary, it is on lockdown after two great drafts. And their offense, it also improved with their draft additions there of both Charbonnet and Smith and Jigba. Question is, who is Geno Smith going to be here in 2023? With all this firepower in this Seattle offense, you know that they're going to have some fantasy studs. So here are the top five fantasy assets for the Seattle Seahawks in 2023. At number one, it's DK Metcalf. Whenever you lead the league in red zone targets like Metcalf did a season ago, you are going to have fantasy value. Metcalf finished last season with at least 12 and a half fantasy points in eight of Seattle's nine contests. Number two, Geno Smith. Smith's career was resurrected in 2022. Seattle played with much more tempo and was converting on third down, something that they hadn't done previously. Now, Smith, he also led the NFL in completion percentage there and was the quarterback five in fantasy. Yeah, that's absolute value right there. Can he repeat that? And we'll see. Now, number three, Kenneth Walker. Many are already labeling Walker as a potential bust heading into 2023 as the Seahawks, they did draft Zach Charbonnet. That said, Walker was second in the NFL in rushing attempts inside the 20 with 48. Number four, Tyler Lockett. Lockett is the poster child for underappreciated, underrated wide receivers. Lockett averaged 14.8 fantasy points and finished as the wide receiver 12. And that's after missing a week 16 contest. Where's Lockett's current ADP? Wide receiver 32. Come on, man. And number five, Jackson Smith in Jigba. He is the future of the Seahawks offense, and the future is coming sooner rather than later. JSN is one of the better route runners there from this year's draft class, and he is a beast, an absolute beast after the catch. Seattle's offense took a big leap in 2022. It can take even a bigger leap here in 2023. So with all that firepower, who is the one fantasy player that you have to have on your roster from the Seattle Seahawks team? It's got to be DK Metcalf. As the Seahawks say they want to run the ball, down in the red zone, there are very few defenders that can match up with what DK Metcalf can do. It's not like you're investing heavily in those DK Metcalf stocks as his ADP has not priced perfect for him at wide receiver 15 after finishing as a wide receiver 16 a season ago after averaging 11.6 yards per reception and finishing with 1,048 receiving yards. Now, the biggest bust 
I hate doing this because I love this man, and that's Geno Smith. Smith's 2022 season is a great story. I just can't forget every other season prior to last one, especially when you're investing in Smith. Dave Canellis, he played a major role in getting Smith back to the level in which he played at last season, and he is now in Tampa Bay, hopefully trying to do the same thing with Baker Mayfield's career. I don't think that we can underestimate what that loss for the Seattle Seahawks could potentially be. Now, the best fantasy value on the Seahawks roster, Tyler Lockett has been the most efficient receiver on the Seahawks team, hauling in 84 of his 117 targets. For comparison, Metcalf saw 141 targets, and he caught just 90 of them. Looking at the games in which Lockett and Metcalf were both on the field, Lockett outscored him on a per-game basis, 12.5 fantasy points per game to 11.5 fantasy points per game, while posting five top five finishes to Metcalf's single performance. Everyone is saying that JSN is here to take Lockett's role. Well, that may not be entirely true at least not for 2023. Lockett has been a wide receiver 16 or better every single season, dating back to 2018. And finally, the fantasy sleeper. I wanted to go with Tyler Lockett here simply because the lack of respect that he gets in the fantasy world. But I'm going to lean towards a rookie here and not the one that you're thinking about. Although Smith and Jigba is in a position to succeed, I am going to go with Zach Charbonnet. Pete Carroll, he doesn't care about draft capital. He's the same dude that was loyal to a seventh-round pick in Chris Carson over a first-round pick in Rashad Penny. If Charbonnet can come in, protect the ball, and do everything that Walker did, this is going to be a committee approacher in Seattle. But there is one thing that Charbonnet can do that maybe Walker Cat, and that's catch the ball out of the backfield and be a real threat in doing so. Lots of questions will soon be answered when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks offense. If Pete Carroll isn't 100% sold on Geno Smith, he can rely on a solid run game to help set up some play action for some high efficient passes. And with an improved defense there, especially on the run side of things, that should certainly catch the attention of the San Francisco 49ers who are looking to hold off the Seattle Seahawks for that NFC West divisional title.